Welcome to Ads Novat Magazine. We're here with Tariq and Jaya, the founders of Bloom Inbox. So, so excited to talk to you guys. Can we start by you telling us a little bit about yourselves and what brings you to the UAE? Sure. Um, I was born and raised in the UAE. Both my parents came in the UAE. Okay. Amazing. How about you? Thanks for having us. Uh, I moved here in 2006. I was at the hospital in September in the past, moved from London to Dubai. So I've been here for over 15 years. Fantastic. Now tell us about the Blooming Box concept and why you started this. Okay, so we're an online gifting experience or a gifting platform, um, allowing all customers to give their loved ones, whether it's family, friends, or colleagues. Managed to even simplify the overall online experience. As to why I launched the business in 2017, we realized that there's a gap in the online gifting industry in general. Uh, we realized that there are websites that are offering uh, not too premium looking products at an okay rate, or you'd find the website that's offering premium line products um, at an expensive rate. So we wanted to come in in the middle and offer. Customers are typically from all around the world, uh, both citizens and residents. Um, and basically, if I can describe our typical customer, then it's basically anyone who has an iPhone and values it. Fantastic. Now, tell me a little bit more about your products. So, you told us why you started. Tell us a little bit about your products. So, we have, as of now, we have a variety of five different categories of products. We've got flowers, we've got chocolates, we've got cakes and treats and plants. Um, everything we do at Blooming Box is a purpose. And so all our products are made with the, with the highest form of packaging. We take very much pride in our packaging, whether it's the special paper we use, whether it's the fact that they're water resistant, to the quality of the products that go inside. So we want to ensure that Blooming Box as a brand and as a product is something that people fancy that we gift each other. Now the products look amazing. Um, for you to say they don't cost that much, yeah, they're affordable luxury, they really look amazing. So I am sure our customers will be running through the door to get these products because, you know, if we look at the flowers that's in the middle there, it looks amazing, it looks good, luxurious. Now, success is talked about quite a lot, especially in business. And we know as entrepreneurs, you know, that means different things to different people. What would you say is the secret to your success? Secret to our success, uh, I think we share a lot, but to kind of individually look at it as uh, dedication, uh, is uh, and passion, being passionate about what you do. And having a great uh, partner, co founder, is key to success. I mean, I'd add to that, I totally agree. I think, I, I wouldn't call it a secret as much as, I think the secret is in applying what we do about this. Because a lot of people know what's right, but to apply it is another thing, right? I think persistence is definitely one thing that we both value about. We're patient when we need to be patient, yet we're fast when we have to be fast. Uh, we love innovation. And as I told you earlier, we love offering products that have a purpose. So we don't just go ahead and decide to offer anything. Instead, it has to have a purpose. It needs to serve a need. Now, tell us a surprising fact 
And I know, you know, people see gifts uh, and they think, oh, okay, we know everything about this, you know. It's just some guys who come together to gift us great things for our loved ones. Now, what's a surprising fact about the industry working? So I think there's several surprises you can encounter in such a business, right? Um, starting off with the fact that we first launched the business, we had a specific target audience in mind. But it turned out to be that we got a completely opposite target audience uh, attracted to the business. And that was one of the surprises we encountered as, as partners in this business. Um, another surprise is people might not really know how long and how lengthy it is to source flowers in general, right? Yes, it's, it's at ease, but to ensure that the flowers are always fresh and in the right quality and the right form um, to be delivered um, to the customer as an end result in an amazing form is not an easy job. And we're very particular about our designs and our quality. It took us a while to understand the whole flower life cycle. Never knew roses actually comes out flat packed from the farm. So that's a first lesson that we learned. And the life cycle of the rose goes from almost 30 days. So it is a journey and we're not experts, but we are learning as, we, as the day goes. I think another thing to add just very quickly is that people might not know this, but we're, we're both, we have no experience in flowers or gifting. We're not, we're not gifters ourselves, nor are we flower experts, but I think as Jaya said, with time we've managed to learn and understand and breathe the brand. So today we are in a, in a position to say that we do understand the industry and the challenges that come with it. So it is about that growth, you know, wanting to start something and to grow with it and learn with it. So that's amazing. Um, not every entrepreneur is going to know their product inside out from the beginning, but the, the main thing is knowing it as you grow and knowing your market, knowing your business. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, we think of entrepreneurship, like most people think of entrepreneurship as, you know what, I get to decide on my own time, I get to go to work when I want to, I get to tell people what I think they should be doing. What's one of the biggest misconceptions you think about being an entrepreneur? So you've got, okay, we've got two types of misconceptions, right? There is the misconception about our business, um, which Jai will talk about a bit later, and then there's a misconception about entrepreneurship. I think the media has glorified entrepreneurship. I think it's, it's, been, it's been perceived as this lullaby, right? You can wake up tomorrow and decide to be an entrepreneur, on your time, be your own boss, and that life's gonna be all rainbows. But it's not the case, and it's a very lonely road. And as they say, an entrepreneur is someone who jumps off the cliff and then builds the parachute on the way. And so there's a lot of challenges that come with being an entrepreneur. And I truly believe, humbly saying this, it's not built forever. I think there are people who can substantially grow in a career field in a corporate industry, just like an entrepreneur can within that industry. So there's that misconception. And I think as a business, um, we need the appetite if you are not cut out for it, because uh, there's no one going will be pushing you to start early or finish It's all in your mindset. You're, what do you want you're to your own boss. Yes. So there's no there's no worse critique than yourself to yourself. So would you say there are certain traits that an entrepreneur would have? I think you are to have you need to master all the traits. 
because when we started, we had to do everything from scratch. We were not dependent on, well, we were dependent on third parties or other business partners who were going to help us in certain way along the way. We, like any other entrepreneur, when we started on a piece of paper thinking, we will try to simplify this. But truth be told, we had to go back to a drawing board and roll up our sleeve and we did delivery on our own for nine months before we hired a delivery company. We needed to know the journey of a driver and what they go through, the pain points. So we can only, from the bottom, build upwards. And I think like what that is, it's a journey that we have to be the customers as well. I won't say they're not kind, but they because it's a gifting platform, expectations are there. So we're working with emotional level. So and, and to add to that misconception about our business particularly, we've been perceived as a flower business. But the truth is we're not. Blooming Box is so much more, right? And we're here to revolutionize the entire gifting experience. So we're more about gifts than just flowers. Okay, now we are looking forward to that for sure. Because what you want to do is be be innovators of gifting. So we are looking forward to seeing what is to come. And I just wanted to pull you back a little bit towards the question around entrepreneurship. Um, and that's because we see a lot of people out there who said they want to become an entrepreneur. If you had a message for a young entrepreneur coming up, what would you say to one thing comes in mind is to the misconception of failure. So fail as soon as possible to learn and not down the road uh, after you uh, build your business. Because uh, by failing, we learn where we are today is the lessons we learn carry forward. So hard work and learning your business is crucial. And you got to do it yourself, uh, not to be dependent on anyone else apart from your business partner, your co-founders that you have. Those are the critical points that I uh, may want to you know, give as an advice. I think to add to that, it's uh, because today we're talking to a different generation. Past maybe five, six years ago, you'd be talking to someone in the age of 24, 25, maybe 27, 28. But today you're talking to someone who's 16 and 17. And right, we need to go back a bit to the basics. So I would I would always say, first of all, know your why. Why are you launching a business? Why do you want to be an entrepreneur? Um, if you have the right reasons, then it makes sense. If it's just because you want to own your time, I don't think that's an enough reason. It can definitely be one of the reasons, but it cannot be the only reason. Another thing is, don't fall into what I like to call market benchmarks, right? There's this thing where the market dictates what's right and what's wrong. So it kind of curves your path or creates your path for you. But instead, go after what you believe is right and follow your gut feeling in certain places. Because I was told at a certain age, I shouldn't be earning this amount. Just because it's known in the market not to earn that amount at that age. But the reality is, there's no rules. There are YouTubers that are making tens of millions of dollars and at the ages of 16, 17, 18, 19. And so the market has changed, the, the, the entrepreneurship term itself has changed. 
today you'll find more people interested in entrepreneurship than in a regular career versus 20 years ago where it was the complete opposite. And so the last thing I'd like to say is learn the difference between schooling and learning. Um, in my humble opinion, I believe schools are not built for entrepreneurs. And so it's natural if you've had the entrepreneurship spirit since you were a kid to not have liked school nor studying at school. But there's a misconception about learning at school because learning is something that you can acquire from all different resources. And it goes a long way uh, with your entrepreneurship journey. So learn the difference between school and learning because learning is definitely going to push you forward. There's our gem. Learn the difference between schooling and learning. So we always get some great gems at Out and About and we like to point out some of the things that we want for listeners, readers, and viewers to remember. Of course, they're going to remember everything you've said, but we just want to pick out some key points. Now, you've talked about change and, and how entrepreneurship has changed. Now, how do you see your industry changing in the next few years? Well, I mean, for us as a brand, as Blooming Books, we want to do what every other giant has done for once for every industry that they were part of. So take Apple, for instance. They've revolutionized the phone experience. They've revolutionized the entire tech experience. So what Blooming Box is here to do is to revolutionize the gifting experience. Tech. Well, we'll stop right there on tech. Now, tech is huge now. Tech was big before COVID. Tech is even bigger and more important now. So tell us about how you've revolutionized the use of technology in your business. And how do you plan on that journey developing in the next few months? I think it's, uh, there's two parts here. One is the customer facing, which will be our website, uh, portals that we use to buy products. And the other technology is the back end of it, where how do we deliver those items? And what are the supply chain process that goes through? whole journey from someone buying to us delivering. So technology plays at all levels crucial. For example, getting the customer's address. Uh, we normally used to call someone and get the address, but we have simplified process where automated by sending a WhatsApp message, where they just have to drop a pin, and that gets uh, automatically goes into the delivery fleet. So everything has a process and a time. So that's where technology plays a part in our field. But enhancing the customer experience, it's crucial. How do you simplify from someone coming in to our website, buying something, as a snap of a finger, checking out, and then the items. 95% of our products are sold as gifts, so most users who buy, they don't experience it themselves. So they have to rely on their friends or loved ones that they bought, that we are cherishing their joy and their passion. So you're technically pleasing two people, and every word not one. Yeah, and yeah, that's kind of puts us in a very tight spot, but we try to please as much as, uh, as, much as possible. I think to add to that, it's, uh, if you look at 10 years ago, because we, we're, we're both from an e-commerce background, and the whole experience was on desktop. 
But today, 89% of our customers are buying via mobile. And so, the mobile industry has been changing significantly over the, over the years. And one thing that we do, because again, we're in e-commerce, so our website is our client-facing platform. And so we, we put a lot of research into the consumer experience. Um, we have, for example, currently we've been studying the consumer behavior on our website itself in the past two years. And we realized that as the phones grew bigger, uh, people's behavior has changed. So let's take an example of the, of the first iPhone edition, right? You can reach out to anywhere in the iPhone screen with one hand, with one thumb. But today with the iPhone Pro, uh, and even the Pro Max, it, it needs two hands to reach the top part, which means you have to take everything to the half button side of the phone. So we monitor those experiences, we leverage on consumer frustrations, and then we readjust the experience to suit those customers. And we take it to that level where we actually tend to monitor a lot of our customers' experiences, and we have uh, the tool to do so. And we also phone our customers and allow them to give their own fair share of feedback, because we might like our experience, but they might not. So I think there's a lot of technology involved in the user experience for us. Your website goes down, what do you do? Oh, we have a foolproof plan of the trial. To say we have, but we do a foolproof plan of going offline. And me coming from the hospitality sector, we get this all the time when systems to operate. What do you do? So we do have a protocol of doing things manually. And we can. Yeah, and we can. We have pulled it off. We have. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm very happy to hear that. It took some time, right? Yeah. And then we realized that our customers are persistent. They want to own a blooming box or they want to buy a blooming box. So we have to be creative in a manner where we need to operate off so we can. That's fantastic to hear because there would be no business if your website goes down suddenly for an hour or so and there was no plan. So very happy, I'm sure you would have a plan. You are very, very smart gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. You know, you've managed to grow this business so quickly. So of course you have a foolproof plan. Now as entrepreneurs, uh, you, before you became entrepreneurs, you were on a career journey. What's one of your biggest life lessons you think you've learned along your journey from being uh, maybe a 95 career person to coming to start your journey as entrepreneurs? I think for me, it's like a choice. I'll be honest, for me, it's always been an entrepreneurship journey, ever since I was a kid. And so I did take a career path uh, for a short span in my life, but that uh, didn't, didn't inform my entrepreneurship journey. So that's when I decided that, okay, this is for sure not suitable for me. I do want to go down into entrepreneurship and I'm um, But like Joy said earlier, for me, the partnership is crucial, right? It's, uh, it's like a marriage. So you guys are sharing similar vision, yet it needs to be very diverse in terms of skill set, because you want to be complementing each other and not just adding the same value to the business, and that's what luckily today we enjoy both half. Um, another key learning is that people underestimate finance in business, right? And so finance is everything in business. And so if you manage to master, or at least grasp a decent amount of knowledge on how to run your finance in the company, whether it's cash flow position, management to balance sheets and PLNs, um, 
then that's a very, that goes a long way as well. That's a solid uh, background to have. And the last thing I'd say is, you know, you can have millions of dollars spent on marketing, but the, the, the strongest form of marketing is word of mouth. So if you're offering the right product and service, and the right experience, then that's your ultimate, ultimate marketing so it's a combination of things, but um, I think there's far more I can share, but I think those are the three key learnings that I managed to learn across the way. Now, I just wanted to pick on something that you said. You said you knew that the career path, you know, the 9 to 5 wasn't for you. How did you know that? Oh, easy. I think uh, growing up, I've always valued freedom. And I come from an entrepreneurship spirit family, back when entrepreneurship was not a common. And so I witnessed the difference. And I can tell that in one side of the, in one side of the equation, you're just a number or an exit that is meant to, to earn X based on the income you generate for the business. Whereas as an entrepreneur, there's no limitations. Another key thing for me, it's because I enjoy learning and growing a lot, it's uh, evolving, evolving as such. It's, um, with, when you work in a career, which limits you to a certain title, let's say, then you're limited to what you can learn because you don't have access to everything in a company. And so I felt like I was being restricted from learning what I wanted to learn in the first place. Um, and I think the last thing is, see, I know it's common that people say it's the timings, 96, 96, 96. Today we clock in way more than 96 in the office, right? But the difference is we do it here with passion, with love. We enjoy coming to the office. We want to engage with the people in the office. If you have the right team, then it's priceless. So I think it was an easy call for me. Now, I just want to switch gears a little bit. Um, mental health has been a big thing, especially in this season. Um, and I remember a couple of years ago, we wrote a piece about men and mental health because it was always seen that, oh, men are big and strong, you know, they don't think about their mental health because they're then seen as being weak. <laughs> So I wanted to know from you, how do you look after your mental health and maybe what messages would you give to men to ensure that they're also thinking about their mental health? Well, it's a life journey. It's not as easy as said that. We read this all the time, quotes, uh, videos. But I think it's all about trying to understand yourself and your capabilities. I mean, I have to thank Tarek and my wife for saying, and also the team that they understand. But I think it's important to take time out from now, time to time, to take a step back and assess and relook at the situation because sometimes uh, your mind is too clouded and you don't have the clarity, you'll never be able to give 100%. In our case, there are 40 odd people that uh, is part of our team depend on this. So they depend on our clarity and being 100%. So we do our best. I know both have a very different approach to this. And me personally, it's a learning journey. It's uh, not easily said like that, but uh, try to be more uh, conscious about that. What does your time out look like? You mentioned, you know, taking some time out. What does that look like for you? My time out? Yes. 
it's more like I step back, not operationally being involved. It's, I try not to think about work, but more I might just go play online, quick pool game, just to cut off, or go look at uh, the flower market. What do they have uh, that we can procure? Uh, it's all online portals, you know, or just changing the as much exercise as possible I must admit not doing that much but I wish that I can get that more into my routine. It's breaking the whole going for a drive like 10 minutes just stepping out and go do a different job. So that doesn't get too mundane and don't get worked out. Yeah that's how been doing it for the last three years. <laughs> it's a very interesting question, right? Because uh, again, the time is changing. And I think things are more visible. 15, 20 years ago, people would be ashamed to go out and say, I face anxiety or I face this and that. Today, it's, we're in a better position to share and express. Yet, uh, studies have shown that the mind and the body are connected. Um, and so, the way I do it is I, I ensure that my physical activity is fulfilled at least three times a week. Whether it's so I like to wake up early in the morning, so I start with that, whether it's hitting the gym, to going for a swim, to doing a bit of horse riding. That's my I would say time out. And I also try to balance a decent diet. I'm not gonna say you know a hardcore diet because I enjoy food and I love food and that gives me pleasure. I also love reading articles, that's more on the mental side, along with documentaries that I really, I'd say I enjoy uh, following certain people I look up to that I learn a lot from. And just, just to give one more thing, it's, uh, I know it's easier said than done, but the reality to it is that everything is the good ends and the bad ends. So the more you realize, because, because there's this thing when I said that people, especially the 16, 17, 18 year old generation, um, they're concerned about the future, they're concerned about what, what if, what can. And so the moment you realize that it ends, it just brings peace to your heart. That okay, I'm having a, a rough time, I'm going through some challenges, and it's not going to last. Then that by itself kind of shortens the span of the challenging phase you're going it will always work out. Like the sense that this too shall pass. So I just don't, we shouldn't caught up at the moment. It's, uh, somehow life, you find a way to untie the world and progress. So that takes me very nicely into my last question. I always ask this question at the end. Um, and that's because I get to learn a lot more about how you think and your quotes. So I've picked up lots of quotes along the way. So I'd love to know if you have a quote that you live by, each of you. My, so my quote is, uh, never fear to fail, uh, success is not final. That's my quote that we go by. That's a quote by Jay. Yes. Um, I love quotes. There's plenty of quotes I can think of, but there's one that always resembles me, which is people will hate you, break you, shake you, and break you. 
strongly stand for what makes you. Can we say that again? People will hate you, shake you, rate you, and break you. How strong you stand is what makes you. Well, that's a great time to end this. Should I share my quote with you? Please. I don't share very often. Oh, sure. I, I really don't. But um, I know when I do interviews and I get asked this, and I say, my quote is maybe something I made up, but you must have heard it before. And for me, it's no does not mean no, it just means not now. So I am the most persistent person in the world because no only means not now. So I'm coming back again and again and again and again until we change. It could be a yes. It could be a yes. So that's why. Will be a yes. Will Marshall's terms. Because I'll never stop until it is a yes. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Thank you. It was Thank a you for great, great conversation. I'm sure there will be lots of learning from our audience. And we look forward to seeing how Blooming Box grows. It's grown so much in the last couple of years. And I wish you guys lots and lots of success. I'm sure you're amazing already, and it can only get better from here. Thank you. Thank you.